Welcome to the suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And this, this is, is Suburban Podcast. We're two black weirdos trying to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod and follow us on Instagram at sub underscore urban pod. What we got, what we got. Anniversary of the birth of hip hop. Oh, yeah. The uh, Watch the Throne anniversary. Okay. Oh. Other notable music anniversaries. Wally's uh mixtape about nothing. Oh, the anniversary yeah. was the other day. The little Seinfeld looking mm-hmm. um You never listened to the mixtape about nothing? I don't think so. I I'm not a Wally fan. Why not? Is it just he's just not true? I think, well, when he came out, he was on Lotus Flower Bomb, which was, you know, super popular. That's like five years after he was already. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Um, And then I feel like he fell off after that. Or just in my world. I don't know. I've just never been a huge Wale follower. I'm a big Wale follower, I guess. I mean, yeah, but, um, yeah, it makes sense about nothing, and, uh, a kid named Cuddy came out around the same time, 10 years ago. Okay. So, that was a whole, like, movement, like, around that time. Mm-hmm. So, it was him... Yeah, then he also had early Drake coming out. So it was a new era of rappers that was coming out. He also had Charles Hamilton. He he fell off. He fell all the way off. Don't even know who that is. What were you listening to in 2008? I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look at my old iPod. 2008. Mm. Wish I could do that. All my iPods died. What had come out that was still bumping? Oh, uh... Justin Timberlake. Beyonce's... Is that the one with Single Ladies came out? Yeah. Future Sex Love Sounds. Beyonce did... Her shit came out that year. Um... Sasha Pierce album did come out in 2008. What else was big that year? Um... Kanye graduation. Yes. Uh... Lil Wayne. Carter 3, yeah. Carter 3 did come out then. Um, yeah, that's that's what I was listening to. Like, uh... Let's see what else. Yeah, I was... That was when I was in the... I don't listen to mainstream hip-hop phase, except for Kanye. Because Kanye would never sell out. Man, that was back when folks were trying to be different for the sake of being different yeah but that also changed the course of music yeah without Cuddy, Drake, Wale well no they they were they were just being themselves yeah but 
but I'm saying like that was that was in that weird like hipster cardigan wayfarer frame glasses wearing era when that shit blew up and everybody was just like yeah but that was because of the artists like like those artists that are still with us yeah but I'm just saying like everyone thought they were being different but everyone was being different in the same way <laughs> true it was a oxy but I, I think that happens right. on anything like if you ever look at around like 64 65 there were a lot of beetle imitators like, like, a lot of people were trying to get on that Beatles wave. So, it was a lot of bands being made up that weren't organic. Like, the Monkees were made as a copy of the Beatles. Mm. So, that... The Monkees. Which, they did have some good songs. Yeah, my mama liked the Monkees. It's also because they had the TV show and everything. But, I think that's a common thing that when something's hot, it's always going to be dick riders. Mm-hmm. It happens. It doesn't even just happen in music, or especially black music. It happens all the time, like with everything. Yeah. Uh, another example: in the seventies, uh, after Bruce Lee died, after Enter the Dragon, Hollywood decided that they were just gonna have a whole bunch of Asian people who quote unquote look like Bruce Lee mm-hmm. do Bruce Lee type movies. Mm-hmm. So it's Bruce exploitation. That's movies. true. Bruce exploitation. Yep. <laughs> but I think. All right. So let's just go through some of the recent uh, recent anniversaries. I guess it's best to start with the anniversary of hip hop. Okay. Because people don't understand that you can literally trace the date that hip hop started to one party on August eleventh. 1973. No, Curtis Blow was like the first major rapper signed to a a big deal. Mm-hmm. But, but that was in the 70s, though, wasn't it? Or was it 80s? That was like 78. Yeah. But this is 73. Mm-hmm. So DJ Cool Hurt decides that he's going to throw a party, a back-to-school jam. And it happens at the intersection of Seawick and Cedar in the Bronx. Come on, New York. And uh, at that party, DJ Cool Hurt creates this thing that eventually becomes hip-hop. I don't understand why you don't like the Get Down on Netflix. I mean, I just just haven't done it yet. You haven't given it a chance? You know, as weird as it sounds, I kind of don't like early era hip-hop shit. Why? It's just so cheesy. Like, like uh, Donald Glover had that joke where he was like, do you ever listen to early hip-hop? It's like, I went down. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, the cultural elements of it are funny. I mean, not funny, but are dope. Like, the five elements, which are graffiti, DJing, emceeing, breakdancing. Actually, might be four elements. 
But uh, anyway, so like the culture of early uh, hip hop is really dope, and I like it. It's just I don't like to see it recreated. Mm. Yeah, the early hip hop needs to stay early hip hop. But I do think it's important for people to understand the culture and understand where it came from. Like that, the DJ was always the more the more powerful person mm-hmm. in early hip hop, and the MCs were just hyping up the DJ to tell people how dope the, the DJ was. I wonder how many actual like hip hop artists and rappers know the origin, especially the younger ones, all the all the lils and the youngs. Probably <laughs> most people don't know it, but you that's over years, like. All right, hip hop. Sorry, forty five years ago, we've been in. We so what? Let's just say, it's been four generations of hip hop. You got the early days, the ones that remember before hip hop. Mm-hmm. You got like the eighties, which is that second generation. So you got like Run DMC, Grandmaster Kaz. Uh, Grandmaster Flash is probably first. The end of first generation. In the first generation is probably Africa Bed Bought It and uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. You, it's all look forward to you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who the Grandmaster Flash is. The but... Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you, man. Um, whoever you said before that, I don't know who that is. Grandmaster Cass? No. You don't know who he is? Africa. Oh, Africa Bamba? You've never heard Planet Rock? You've heard Planet Rock. You yeah, I've heard Planet him. Rock. That's Africa Bamba. Okay. Searching for the perfect beat. Okay. See, I be knowing shit, but not knowing all of it. Right. <laughs> uh, Grandmaster Cass is probably more famous for a verse that he wrote and was, was stolen from him. Which is... Uh, Big Bang Hanks verse on Rapper's Delight. I'm the CAS. I'm the CAS. OVA. The rest is FLY. Uh, I had to hear it. Yeah. But it's the part where it's like hotel, motel, holiday. Yeah. Grandmaster Cash wrote that verse at Big Bang Hank, who was never a rapper. Uh. He ganked that shit. Yeah. He bit it. Mm. And Grandmaster Cass never got his His royalties. Because he spelled, like, Big Bang Hank even spells out the word Casanova, which is Grandmaster Cass's name. Mm -hmm. But you have a lot of shit like that in the early early days of hip-hop. A lot of shady shit going on. It's just like that old Jay-Z line. I'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the Cold Crush. And that was an early group that got fucked over. Yeah, see, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's just the history nerd in me and the music nerd where it overlaps. Yeah, that's definitely that. You live and breathe history and music. Yeah. Those are your things for sure. I'm just over here like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then the Cold Crush crew came through. He's like, uh-huh. 
cool. <laughs> um, watch the throne though. <laughs> It was. It was a pivotal moment in my college career. My biggest regret of all time is. Uh, Did you get that one in vinyl? When you, you or your brother got it? Did your brother get it? Somebody he, got it. He might have it because you had to order that overseas. That's a expense. Like five hundred dollars. It's pricey, yeah. And then they have like bootlegs that you could order but the bootlegs are like $200 oh. like it's it's crazy yeah. whenever that does get re-released I will get it but uh that was like the soundtrack to my senior year of college yeah the, my biggest regret is um I worked for an A&M football team then I was the film dude so they were practicing for the Washington Throne tour in Birmingham when we were down there for the classic. Mm. And the first concert started in Atlanta the next day. But because I had to be at A&M's Magic City Classic, couldn't go. You missed out. And I missed out on the tour of my two favorite rappers of all time together. Man. Pre, like, Kanye really flipping his shit. Yeah. And then, like, Jay-Z, when he was, was probably at his peak. When he was still faithful. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. That Shit. concert, I mean, that tour was probably dope as fuck. We right? will never know. Uh -huh. But, yeah, what are your favorites on Watch the Throne? Everything. No, um, no, church, in, no church in a while mm. still, like, gets me, like, it makes me want to go race a fucking car <laughs> and wild the fuck out. Um, Otis, because the way they go back and forth with each other. Is I so love dope. Otis. Like, that's some of Kanye's best rapping. And the video, it was simple, but it was so lit. It was just stunting. And niggas in Paris which to this day anytime I listen to it I do have to listen to it over and that over was again. like the pregame song and the party song um Ham when Ham first came out I didn't like it I love Ham like the first time I heard it I was like nah like you gotta remember before that album came out first people were convinced that album was never gonna come out I love Ham and then people also when they first heard it they were like Nah, I want to hear these niggas spit. Like, that's how they were. So, like, when it, when people, like, it was people like me then that I heard hell. Like, that's not it, man. <laughs> this shit's whack. <laughs> no, sir. But now, when I hear, like, ham, especially the part where it gets, like, the choral, uh, like, the choir and stuff at the mm. end, and then it comes back, dun, dun, mm. 
I used to blast that with my windows down, riding through Auburn, not giving a damn. Bruh, it was a lot of reckless things happening to those uh, Watch the Throne records. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, especially party-wise. Yeah, Niggas in Paris was a whole ass mood. You can still hear that shit and get lit today. Yep. Um, Um, What else? Murder to Excellence is one of the best songs I've ever heard. Because I quoted that, that on one of my Instagram pics. Because that's one of the wokest, yes. without being cheesy, records ever. I agree. I agree. Primetime is amazing because Jay-Z, the way he raps with the numbers and everything. And then Kanye, the best thing about that is Kanye doesn't do too much on it. Like, he accents Jay-Z very well. Yeah. Like, he's not doing too much. And then, uh, who gonna stop me? Mm. I was waiting on you to say that. That, uh, who gonna stop me is, uh... That's right next to Ham for me. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's the... Oh, The Joy is one of the greatest songs. Yes. That was actually from the uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy sessions. I think was it? Yeah, that was recorded way before the rest of Watch the Throne. It's so crazy how like things get recorded beforehand, and they ended up being like so ahead of their time that they still work when when they're released. Yeah, the joy is like Pete Rock, who is. Also, if you don't know who Pete Rock is, I need you to go look that shit up. I know who Pete Rock is. It's famous for uh, They Reminisce Over You, one of the greatest rap songs of all time. Okay, I don't know that one. How you know Pete Rock then? Because I said his name a couple times in here. I'm like, okay, Pete Rock. <laughs> I just want to turn this shit off and walk the fuck out. Hmm. So you've never heard. You've heard. They were I may have. I just don't fucking know. Like, I I don't have. I didn't get music friends until college. Mm. Like, the kind of music that I was focused on and worried about up until. So you were one of those people that use music as a, just as a product. It's just something to turn up to, but you'll place it to the side. No, not, not like condemning it, but like no. I just when I tell you my parents were strict, we just weren't allowed. I didn't get to listen to a whole lot of quote unquote secular things. I had to sneak around and do what I could do. Me too. But I didn't really get exposed to anything until college. Like that's when I really started getting into a bunch of different stuff. The um the thing that allowed me to listen to whatever music I ever wanted to listen to was. A uh, thing called Kaza, and it gave uh, viruses to everybody's parents' computers. <laughs> Shout out to those parents who had to replace thousand dollar computers because they brought uh, cyber terrorism into their their home. Yeah, I didn't. I ain't know nothing about that. Shout out to uh, people that use LimeWire. Ooh, didn't know everybody. Crosswire. Everybody was on the wires. Yeah, you're just letting terrorists into your parents' uh, houses. Because you wanted to hear the new Nelly song. Basically. Basically. Um, but now, what are my favorites? 
definitely one of my favorite songs ever. Oh. That's Pete Rock. I just didn't know the name of the damn song. Uh. Yeah, uh. Alright, I'm gonna have to turn it off. Um. Oh, I love this. <laughs> uh, my favorite lift off, of course. Yo, Beyonce, Beyonce is on it. Like all the way from heaven, she was in that thing greedy as hell. It's just amazing, like how many uh, genres of music she can she yeah. can do. Like especially on the latest drop that her and Jay Z did, she rapped like Beyonce out here spitting. But yeah, she sounded amazing on Lift Off. Um, Kanye almost single handedly ruined that song though. Like. Having incomplete lyrics and mumbling and shit. Oh. And let's not go back and try to revise history. Kanye was one of the first mobile rappers. No, Kanye was bullshit. Yeah, I did wonder what that was about. They said that Jay Z pretty much had to force Kanye to put Wash the Throne out. Like, he kept tweaking it. Mm. Like it was gonna be like one of those things where it, never it just came never out. came out. Yeah, but all the songs were just like, yeah, in the in archive somewhere. Yeah, Kanye is a super perfectionist. Um, but no, lift off. Niggas in Paris. Otis. Um, who gonna stop me? Murder the excellence. Illest motherfucker alive. I didn't like that. That's the only one I don't like. I like that one. Ham, of course. And the joy. I love Illa's motherfucker alive. I think part of my beef is I was one of those people that when I first was listening to it, I was like, yo, what's wrong with this track? Why is it not coming in yet? Oh. And then you're doing like the little theme thing. Yeah. I mean, I like it. It's just, that's probably my least favorite song on there. My least favorite is that's my bitch really man i i had like a, a leaked version of that a year before it came out and that just, shit was always riding for me welcome to the jungle is down there too but i'm just not a swiss beats fan jay-z spit his ass off on that track though. i think it's swiss beats that deterred me i'm just like eh. Like um, when he said the recipe to the leader, the Jackson Five, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it sucks that we'll never get Wash the Throne Two because we deserve Wash the Throne Two. I don't know if we really deserve Wash the Throne One to be all the way honest, but we got it. And now every joint rap album is compared to that. You'll never be. Kanye was high off of a one of the greatest albums of all time. And got with the greatest rapper of all time and released one of the best albums ever. And that could have been a disaster album, to be all the way frank. That could have been a terrible album, but it wasn't. Have you ever heard of something uh, called Best of Both Worlds with Mr. Jay-Z and somebody who will not be named because they're a piece of shit? No. 
have I? You never listened to the Best of Both Worlds album with Jay Z and R. Kelly? Nope. Yeah, they had two albums. Fiesta. Fiesta, Fiesta. Yeah, that was one of the songs. Uh, that was one of the songs on the album. Maybe I had. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of things about me. Oh, oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. I've heard. I've heard it. Heard it all just this. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. What you gonna do? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Gravely ill is what the reports say. Hopefully by the time you you guys hear this or next week. It'll be a turnaround. Right. We are praying for Sister Aretha because Aretha Franklin, I don't think people understand how dope Aretha Franklin is. Yeah. Like, it's just because, like, she's always been around and we don't think about, like, she's the greatest singer. She's a true diva, too. Yeah. Like her gifs are (laughs) like I'm always impressed by people who clearly existed way before gifs and memes, but their actions in their life translate so well. The Prince gifs are my favorite. Yes, the amount of shade that Prince was given out here. I got so many of his saved. Right. He was doing this before us on the gram. But then when he got on the gram, he was wilding out too. And I miss Prince. I saw um, a video about like some facts that most people don't know about him today on Facebook. That he was like uh, kicked out of the house and had to live in his friend's basement. And He played like 25 instruments. He played a whole hell of a lot of instruments. And I'm not even like just say it's 25 because it sounds a lot i mean like he literally <laughs> but yeah he it was a lot um didn't know he suffered from epileptic seizures as a young kid yeah. like didn't know that he was a jehovah's witness who yeah. still ministered to people so imagine you opening your door and the prince is just standing there trying to talk to you about uh his religion he was just so fucking cool like i can't I can't even just imagine him in real life. <laughs> Excuse me. Like I can't I can't imagine being around Prince and not just being completely silent for trying to just watch his every move and learn all his behaviors and just his personality just taking it all in cuz he was just he's such a complex person. And I I think That's what sucks so bad about like the way that they're using his catalog and stuff now. Cause it's certain things Prince didn't want that people were out here doing. Mm. Like I was happy initially when Spotify and all the other streaming services got the right to listen to Prince's music. Mm-hmm. But Prince clearly said he only wanted it to go through title because yeah. he believed what Jay Z was saying mm. about the artist and. 
the artist's catalog and stuff like that. It's the same dude that wrote Slave on his face because Warner Brothers wouldn't let him out of a contract. That's what he was about. And now you got people that are about to release unreleased albums from him. But I mean, that that just means that somebody in his camp is... A snake? Making the wrong decisions. He trusted somebody that he shouldn't have. But he didn't trust anybody. That's the thing. Right. So who... How would they get permission otherwise, though? There's... There's a a conspiracy theory that uh, Prince was killed to get his catalog. Ugh, I don't want to think about that. The same is a similar theory to that Michael Jackson. I don't want to think about. Mm-mm, I don't want to think about that. Why? Is it that deep? To have to kill somebody just to get a hold of there? It's possible. I don't believe a lot of conspiracy theories. Though. Me neither. So I mean, but that's that, not a thought that ever crossed my mind. That's just one theory out there, but I hope. Same, like there are legends now that I don't think people really fully understand, and sadly, it's gonna take them crossing over before we appreciate it. Like, I was just gonna say, like, I wonder how many people knew who were legends when they were legends, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like to me, of course, Beyonce is legend to me. Like, I feel like, you know, when she hits a certain age, they're going to be giving her legendary awards and, you know, all kinds of shit, lifetime achievement and, you know, but like, I wonder how many people actually recognize that greatness while they're in it. I think Aretha, her catalog is so, so amazing. Like, even the, the way she was able to cross over and do, like, reli- like religious music and soul music seamlessly mm-hmm. at a time when a lot of people condemn people for that. Mm-hmm. And, hell, she's in the fucking Blues Brothers. Singing her ass off. Yeah, man, she was a badass. Like, what's your favorite Aretha song? Hmm... Um, what's the name of it? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look up her her hits because I'm not about to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is either "Baby I Love You," like that's on. Uh, most people will know that from the Goodfellas soundtrack. Uh, "Never Love the Man," mm. like. She got some. Man, her her version of Bridge on Trouble Water will take you all the way to church. Like, come through. This shit is amazing. Um, oh, Ain't No Way. Yeah. Think. Spirit in the Dark, which Kanye used on School Spirit. Bro, Ain't No Way is my jam. I be in my feelings listening to that shit. Um... Uh, natural woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she made empowered. She made bangers for the feminists out here. <laughs> she did, and her dad was a famous preacher. Like at this time, he was a, like a yeah, like the preacher. Yeah, and then that's part of the problem. Why a reason why she has so much flack for crossing over. And also, she was a teenage mother and stuff like that. Um, 
who are the legends now that you don't think people fully appreciate? Or they're so amazing that people don't fully appreciate how dope they are? Hmm. Number one, to me, this is the number one person that if he died tomorrow, they need to shut schools down, they need to shut everything down. Everybody needs to sit home and listen to their music. Steven Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Best discography of all time. I agree. I play yeah. that at work. Yeah, Talking Book. Uh, Songs in the Key of Life. First for Feelness. Uh, what's the other one? But it was like four albums in the mid 70s that came back to back to back to mm-hmm. back. It was like to where when Stevie Wonder was putting out an album, motherfuckers were shook. And I ain't gonna put no shit out. Ain't nobody gonna listen to this shit. It was like Stevie Wonder and like Paul Simon had like that effect. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody gonna listen to shit. Anyway, fuck it. I'm trying to think. Paul Simon is another motherfucker that people don't recognize the greatness in Paul Simon. I was listening to great, like, uh, we went to that, the concert the other day. After it was over, the DJ started playing Graceland. Mm-hmm. That shit still ride like it came out today. <laughs> Paul Simon is that deep. I can't think of anybody. Who is, who is legendary now that people don't? Uh, I mean... I think he's appreciated, but I don't think people. Paul McCartney is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Those Beatles songs, and then the stuff he did with Wings, and then everything else he's done. Man, know? I wanted to say Amy Winehouse, but. Man, Amy Winehouse is. Our uh, Janice Joplin. Yeah, she did. She definitely get the credit that she. Deserved. She was on her way, I think, to legendariness. She was already a legend by the time she died. I feel like she released what three solo albums, and she was already a legend. By the time Back in Black came out, people were like, "She's one of the greatest song singers of all time." Yeah, and then she died at twenty seven. Yeah, she she gonna get her justice. Something about the age twenty seven. Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix. Jim Morrison, Janet Shoplin, Keith Moon, and somebody else. Buddy Holly? Wasn't Buddy Holly to this one? I think he was. I wonder if some of the some of the younger ones did that on purpose. Mm-mm. You don't think so? I think it was coincidence. Uh-huh. Like, cause. Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and Jim Morrison died all within the same year. Same year, yeah. It was just something about that era. Shit, they was out here partying and fucking. <laughs> right. Now, Kurt Cobain killed himself. Yeah. But he was also a heroin addict, so. Yeah. The last rock star was Kurt Donald Cobain. Um. Yeah, Amy Winehouse, her voice... I can't get over it. 
Yeah. I just cannot. Tears dry on my own. Yes. My Whew. Lord. And love is a losing game. If you ever your feelings, you, know, you put that track on repeat before you uh, glass of wine. <laughs> I love uh, Valerie. Yeah. When Bruno Mars did that uh, tribute. tribute to her and did Valerie, that shit was dope as fuck. I don't know if I saw that. He did it on the MTV Awards. Like, oh, okay, I don't watch MTV Awards anymore. It was it was a couple years ago, but that's when I was like, all right, Bruno Mars is the fucking shit. Hmm. You think he's a legend, or he's on his way to legendaryism? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I wonder what he's working on right now. He's been quiet. Right. He's a, he's going on tour now. He's about to break. Oh yeah, that's run. right. Him and Cardi are supposed to tour together, but she backed out. Yeah. To be with her baby. Do, I think she's going to do postpartum, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, probably. It's natural. Um, yeah, I think, I think Britta, I hate to say this. Uh-oh. I think Taylor Swift is a legend. Ooh. I hate her guts, but she's going, they hyping her up like she be Beyonce. I know, and I don't know why. I ain't going to lie, though. That 1989 album was dope as fuck. I don't. I <laughs> didn't even pay it no mind. Bruh, that uh, blank space. That shit rides. I don't even know <laughs> what that is. Drake. Was one of the greatest artists of all time. One of the greatest rappers of all time. Doesn't have. Only has one great rap uh, album. Um, the Scorpion is still too new to say if it's a great album. But yeah, but Astro World has surpassed Scorpion. Yeah, on the billboards, I believe. But uh, I definitely would say that uh, Take Care is a classic album. Take Care for sure. But I don't see any other albums that he has classic albums. He has classic songs. You probably have so many good songs that I couldn't do a top 10. No, that's true. Like, hits-wise? Yeah. Yeah. He's got tons of hits. To me, the greatest rapper of all time is uh, Sean Carter. But Drake is is a really good artist. He makes good songs. He does. He knows how to appeal to the masses, especially women. Yeah. Do women listen to more music than men? I've always wondered that. Um, I don't know. I think music is kind of one of those things to where, I don't know. Because women are more um, expressive emotionally. Yeah, but I think also guys. But that might be men's outlet. Right. <laughs> it's definitely men's outlet into their pain and their struggle. Yeah. It's. Because, like, what we were going to talk about that time. Like, we tweeted, do. Uh, what, what did you tweet? Do men listen to as many um, female artists as women? Especially R&B. Yeah. I 
I I listen to everything just because I'm a weirdo like that. But you're a music junkie. Yeah, but I don't. As far as R and B, I definitely will listen to a female R and B artist before a male artist. The only male R and B artists that I like are like music. D'Angelo, mm. uh, Usher, because you know Usher is one of the greatest of all time. Usher had grown men buying his albums. <laughs> so uh, on so the release to, date, right? You know, I gotta go buy that new Usher album with no shame in their heart at all. Who else? Maxwell, niggas fuck with Maxwell. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I think more women like Maxwell than well, men. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think it's also because he sings in falsetto. Mm-hmm. Um, now these new niggas, it's it's a uh, I I do see a lot more men like oh, like Tory Lanes and even Weekend and uh, Bryson Tiller. I think they have more male focus fans. Well, I don't even know. I just think that I think it's more age specific right. with them and not so much gender. Like I feel like the college age kids are all into the Bryson Tillers and the Tory Lanes. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely older than that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm our, not. I'm not gung ho for either one of them. But all right, like our generation was, the only big R and B male artists were, what Chris Brown and Usher before him, and Usher is kind of not in them, even in our generation. Chris Brown, and then of course like the groups, you know, Pretty Ricky and shit. I I didn't understand the Pretty Ricky <laughs> way, and I always just assumed they were too sexual for the time that they got hot in our age group so the people who were super into them i was like i'm not ready <laughs> like i don't like, let's talk about sex i don't talk on the phone with boys <laughs> <laughs> like what like and then what was the other group oh b2k uh, b2k yeah. Baby, turn around and let me see the sexy body go boom, boom, boom. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> that might be the only shit I can quote from B2K in the year 2018. Even though Omarion, I hate Omarion. Touch his solo song. Boom, boom, boom. Touch. <laughs> that shit goes hard. That was pretty hot. I mean, Pharrell wrote it. For the time. Pharrell did it. So. Pharrell can do no wrong. Um, Pharrell's another legend. Yeah, this is true. Snoop. Snoop. Pharrell. Snoop is just out here doing the genres. Like. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. He came up with a gospel album. I haven't. Ago. I haven't partaken in that. That shit was dope. Was it? Because it's mostly like him. He's like pretty much hosting it. Mm. And he has like the Clark Different sisters. artists. Oh, fuck, got the Clark sisters out there. I mean, who else could do that if it's not gonna be Snoop? Clark sisters, bruh. And them bitches can sing. Mm. I ain't gonna call them bitches because they're women. Because <laughs> they holy. You heathens. 
Well, I'm not. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Those uh, boy. I'm always suspicious of boy bands, man. I always feel like that's some like. What you mean? No, not like that's suspicious. Oh. That that being on the homophobe uh, mm-hmm. website. I'm talking about like the fact that they're selling sex to children. Oh yeah. Doesn't sit right. Who else was doing that though at that age? Um, Sammy was real big. But Sammy always had like more of a home, a wholesome like Mario. That dude's always. Weird. He was in between, I think. Right. As far as like just pure like just sex, like pretty Ricky them were just straight up. Like that shit made me uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. Um. Even like the Backstreet Boys and shit. NSYNC. NSYNC was my shit. Backstreet Boys had, you know, everybody, you know, Backstreet's back. Yeah. When they were like, am I sexual? That always was the weirdest line <laughs> in the world to me. Like, this is not the song for y'all to be asking that question. And even if it was, it's like, that's such a weird question. Yeah. Like, of course, everybody's sexual. Am I sexual? Like, what kind of question is that really? Like, it makes you think about who, uh, who, who let that fly. I know who was like, you know what, that that uh, bisexual one. We gonna keep it, yeah. To do a deep dive. It was the nineties, early two yeah, thousand. Deep dive of how creepy this shit actually is. Uh, the Lou Pearlman, the dude who owned uh, the record company. That Backstreet Boys in sync, uh, that they were on, was accused of being a child molester. So. Wow. Go fucking figure. That's that's part of the reason, man. It's like, man, it's it's some dirty shit going on. It bro. always is in the music industry. Entertainment in general, man. Like it's. Like, it's some sick motherfuckers out here. I mean, it's predators everywhere. If the preacher can be a pedophile, ain't nobody safe. Ain't no church in the wild, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was perfect. Okay, so let's talk about these questions. So last week we got a question after we recorded. <laughs> and let me see, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Man, I thought I saved the question. Oh my god. Oh my god. Kind of remember what the question was. It was it was like this weird deep mind fuck question that was like um What was it about, like, the fact that we didn't choose to exist? Like, it was some... Oh, I think I see it. Yeah. I thought I screenshotted it. Screenshot. Speak on existence from Discordia. Yeah. Also, thanks to Chris for the uh, review. Yes. On 
iTunes. Yes, y'all, please rate and review us on iTunes. Give us all the feedback. Yep. Good or bad? Okay, well, shit. Since I can't really find the question, should we just try to, like, freestyle or should we answer this other question? Answer the other question, and, or we could put a full live. What I'm saying, wait, I don't know if anybody will. Fuck it. <laughs> the other question, or this one, the existence one. What's exist? You, you know it. Basically, it was like, um, what do we think, or think about the fact that we didn't choose to exist, or something. And I just literally thought about like evolution and like (laughs) how we actually just came to be on this earth. The idea that (laughs) how many things have to go right for you even to be born into the world is very mind blowing. It's fucking crazy. There's so many components. Right. (laughs) So much science. For one. Two pe- two random people have to have met sometime. Could have been five minutes. Could have been they were together for years. They had to have had sex at the exact right time for you to possibly be born. Yep. Then you have to survive birth. Man. Then you have to survive childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Which are the two most dangerous times to be alive. Shit. Anything can pop off. And now you're approaching 30. And you realize. Like, it really makes you think about what all it took for you to get here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Millions of, like, sperm had to. Like, but just you, humans existing, period, though. That, Everyone, uh, yeah, of course, you know, the biblicals always talk about Adam and Eve, but where the fuck do these come from? <laughs> like, right. they just. You, you also gotta think about how many species of. It wouldn't be Homo sapiens, but. Other primates? Other uh, advanced primates. Other bipedals? Yeah, had to have existed before the modern human. Was here and what we showed up what a hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, but just thinking about like how we have evolved though from the beginning and how we've adapted to. Just think about like how every generation has to adapt to a new climate on Earth because for one, global warming. Mm-hmm. Um, societal norms and uh, mores and. And I can't tell if we're like more sickly than we were back in the day or just as much or less. There's one thing I have thought about that possibly the reason that we have all these things happening is because there's too many people on earth and we have to we we have to thin the herd. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Like in one of my favorite movies ever, Jurassic Park, when Dr. Ian Malcolm is like, uh, nature will find a way. That's the story of any organism that's existed on Earth. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I'm gonna have to smoke about that one. Too <laughs> sober. We gonna smoke. And we gonna answer that question next week. But I think <laughs> we're gonna have to have a quote unquote green experiment. Um. Okay. The other question is: Whom or what inspires you? Hmm. Whom or what inspires me? I'm one of those people that can find inspiration on a lot of things. I don't necessarily find inspiration on like certain people. I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to be heavily inspired by like Kit Cuddy, Kanye, uh, a lot of political figures, uh, Malcolm X, James Baldwin, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. King, uh, Megan Evers, uh, people like that. I've always looked up to, but my greatest inspiration was my grandfather just he did a lot of cool shit like <laughs> like um, my brother visited him the year before he died he was telling him about when he used to fly planes and my brother's like you used to fly <laughs> 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 like just like he was one of them dudes that just casually mentioned so some badass shit yeah like you know the uh, Chris Tucker joke where he was talking about when he was hanging with Michael Jackson he said, you just be sitting by a window and some magical shit just happens. <laughs> He'd be like, Michael, was that three giraffes? Was that two giraffes just passed by? He was like, it was three giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> just casually. Right. Um, other, what are other inspirations for me? I, big, I guess podcast inspiration for me is Bomani Jones and Chris of uh, MTR Network. Mm. Like the way they set up things. Mm. Explain things and draw you in. I want to be better at drawing people into things instead of me just rambling about (laughs) my crazy uh, factoids about music. Well, I mean, shit. That's I don't think there's an, an equation. But I think there is. I think you can find out what works for you. Exactly. It may be a personal equation that works for your set of skills and how you can spread information. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there's, there's a, not one not cookie cutter universal mm-hmm. equation. Yeah. Right. Who are some of your inspirations? Hmm. I don't know if I have just like a specific person or more so a type of person, but women in general just are inspiring because just thinking about all the shit that we have to deal with just being women and still carry on with everyday life. But I like, I, I get really inspired by people who are able to just be themselves like unapologetically like Rihanna I stand for her I just love how she just don't give a damn and I feel like a lot of people could be way more successful in their lives and in their careers if they would just be themselves but 
it's hard to be yourself in a world that wants you to be just like everybody else. Exactly. It's um, very hard. It would, I think... It would take a lot of um, breaking down walls for people to be able to do that. But I wish I wish we could live in a society where it was more accepted. Like, I wish we didn't have to live in a society where we have to have straight hair as black people to be able to hold a job. Or, I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. tattoos are becoming slowly... Um, more normal and welcome so that's not like an immediate um turn away for certain jobs but i'm I'm just really inspired by people who are just wake up themselves and they don't put on for nothing you know what i'm saying like that to me feels like it has to be so free and so freeing to just be yourself I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm free in that way right now. Me neither. And I, I want to get to that level. I think it's going to take uh, a, a certain level of financial freedom Ooh, for me. That for feel, <laughs> for me to feel that level of comfort. Yeah. But I definitely feel more comfortable. Like I think I said on one of the other episodes, I couldn't have done this at 21. I could do it at 29 slash 30. Yeah. But I think I'm headed in the right direction. Yeah. But the other part about the inspiration thing is, yeah, for me, I have to find inspiration myself. I have to believe that I can be one of the great people that I've studied in books about. And I don't mean it like as a, like I'd be a celebrity or nothing. I don't ever want to be that. Because I like, having personal space and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I can I can help maybe even just one person. Like all the shit we talk about, if we can just help one of the people listening to us to find uh themselves, then that's all that fucking matters. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a journey though still. Like even the people who can just wake up and be themselves it's still a journey i think and i don't know if it's just because of the society that we're in but it's still just like a journey like but i because we we find out who we are every day you know yeah and you're testing and it changes yeah it changes with circumstance and experience very much so i also like sometimes i get like all this shit that goes on now, like like the race stuff, the political stuff, all the things like that, get me discouraged at times. But I have to fight the urge of being a cynic. Mm. And then, but like, I guess because I'm not like a, I'm not a like person that believes like the phrase like. God does everything for a reason. Mm. Stuff like that. I don't I don't subscribe to those spiritual thoughts to mm. I don't think that I think it's just random events happening and people do fucked up shit all the time just cuz people are fucked up. Yeah. But I can't I can be watchful, but I don't need I have to 
fight the urge to be like, well, fuck it. It don't fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> like. I can see that. Especially when you, when you study uh, history and uh, social studies, you learn just how shitty people are. Yeah, that's what I say. Like, just the pattern of people's behaviors. Right. And then when you know that, and somebody tries to tell you something, you're like, man, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I think everybody's a decent person. No, really not. Most people aren't. Most people are as good as their options are. Hmm. If they could be, if they can do the right thing, and then everything be square, they'll do it. But if they can do the wrong thing and they can get away with it, they'll probably do that too. Yeah, that's true. You're only as faithful as your options. Hmm. That is true. But I don't think that. You have to believe in things. Yeah. You have to believe in, like, say, for instance, love. You have to believe it exists. It might not happen to you. That's that's everything. Like, I and I tell people that I think we had that discussion with Terrell once. I was like, nothing makes things true to you outside of, of course, like things that can be proven a scientific fact. But nothing make thing makes things true or real other than your belief in it. Like. As far as Christianity goes and belief in God, like, is it real or is it real because you believe in it? Because right. if I don't believe in it, then it ain't real to me. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's a hard thing trying to explain that to somebody who is a person of faith. Mm-hmm. Because they, they take that sometimes as an attack. Mm-hmm. And then they also take it as, well, you just haven't seen certain things. Right. It's like, bro. You don't wake up one day and decide that I don't believe in something without going and doing knowledge. Right. Especially when you're taught from a young age that you're going to hell if you believe this. Mm-hmm. You don't take that lightly. <laughs> this is true. Breaking the habit of um, is it's very hard. People don't think that it's an addiction, but it is. It is absolutely an addiction. And I don't know if it's just the, well, for one, MSG is using a lot of like fast food. Um, I don't know what it is. I, th- I think it's, it has to be like something chemical, like either endorphins or something. I don't know. And I'm a person who loves bread. Yeah. Bread is good. Bread and cheese. But bread is of the devil. I said I didn't believe in the devil earlier. I lied. <laughs> it's the bread. devil is made of bread. <laughs> He's in the yeast, people. <laughs> He's in the yeast. He's alive in the yeast. <laughs> yeah. Um... I told Satan, get <laughs> me behind. Victory today. Yeah, I I love carbohydrates. <laughs> that beer has how many carbs? Fuck it. <laughs> it's delicious. Mm. You know, tell how much is in this fucking shit. Can is cool though. It is a cool ass can. I saw it, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think about who does the uh, graphics for different beer. That 
Like that's half of it. Doesn't sound like a, a fun job. It does, and that's half of the appeal of like a beer. Yeah. You're like, yo, that design's cool. True, especially if you're somebody that's trying like a new beer. Right. You'll go for a beer that looks cool. Um, but yeah, I went to the doctor. Everything's good. That's good. Turn up. Um. Another bad thing I always do is anytime I leave the doctor, I go eat. Mm. The absolute treat worst. yourself for going to the yeah. doctor. Yeah, yeah, we good, homie. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep being shitty. Let's go. My nigga, we <laughs> But today I had God's gift uh mangoes mm. buffet lunch buffet. I'm back on my tradition shit. Like for the longest, I was going every Monday on my off day. And they opened a brand new, beautiful location. I'm trying to get a sponsor. <laughs> Mangoes. You're talking about it so romantically. <laughs> Bruh, that jerk chicken. Yo, yeah, so what all did you get? I had, uh, I got the cabbage and greens. Rice and peas mm. and jerk chicken. Mm. And then I also tried the, cur- uh, the curry chicken. I usually don't like curry chicken. I love curry. Anything. Really? Mm-hmm. I like spicy. Yeah, I don't. That jerk chicken was spicy as hell. Yes. They got the best Caribbean food in Huntsville. I want some Oasis like, again, though. Like in the two months that. Have you had mangoes yet? Mm mm. You think I like mangoes more than Oasis? Yeah. Oasis is so good. It is. Can It, it gets better? It, it, it does. <laughs> the festival, though. Now, uh, Oasis does have that better. Like the sweets and stuff. Does, does mangoes have festival at all? Or do they have cocoa bread? I usually get the buffet, so I don't know. I think they do have it, though. Like on their full menu. The festival at fucking Oasis is just. I just don't like the whole. <sighs> like, bro, I ordered jerk chicken. Uh, I, I think you just put that, that other seasoning on top of it. It ain't blackened, really. <laughs> that mango shit be blackened and hot as fuck. Mm. <sighs> so good. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too hungry for this shit. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, yeah, we got to go. Maybe our next date, I'll take you, Mango. Hey, let's go. I'm down to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to date you all this time, and all I have to do is like, uh, nigga, I do shit with you. We went to the movies together. I, I tried to get you to come see Black Clans Clansmen on Friday. I was gonna try. To do you turn me down. <laughs> I mean, this is technically true. So. Nah, but you did that bullshit of you like. So anybody want to go see Black Panther with me? You be, I think you be throwing shit out, hoping that I'll I. I asked you before I even tweeted though. Yeah, but I think you be throwing shit out, hoping that I'll respond to your shit. I love you. I put that out for anybody. Why are you taking shit personal? Why are hit dogs hollering out here? Because <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I don't. I don't tweet for your ass. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like one day you said. It was a while. This is before we even started the podcast, but that's when I was really just being like, anytime you said anything <laughs> about crazy, dating, I, 
I just have a gif or something. Yeah. And then one time you did it, and I was like, I ain't gonna do it today. Fuck it. It'll, <laughs> it'll fucking back. Yeah, at one point you were relentless. That shit was funny as fuck to me. Like, it was always in the situation to be funny. Like, I remember one time you did something, like, it was around some holiday. And you were like, I just wish sometimes <laughs> that I had, like, a little family or something to have traditions with. Aww. And then I straight went creep mode. I put that, that Stevie J gif. <laughs> the gif you responded back was so cutthroat, though. That Where shit was, was it? It was uh, Taraje from Empire where she's just scrolling on her phone looking like this nigga. <laughs> and I was like, damn. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, uh, yeah, whoop, we can definitely put this on I'm always, especially Caribbean food. Oof. I wonder, like, I didn't grow up on it, but, like. I didn't I, either, but I just had it, and it was bomb, and I was like, Pfft. like, all of it. It made sense. It was like, yeah. All of it, my nigga. Like, when I went to Oasis, I was like, damn, this chicken good. And I was like, damn, this cabbage good. And I was like, damn, these rice and peas good. <laughs> like, <laughs> all this shit good. I was in there today. I was one of two black people not working there. It was all white people in there challenging the fuck down. Okay. They're also going to have the vegan part too. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to have a pretty diverse group. I feel like some new stuff is going to bust out around there once they get uh, mid-city further developed. Oh yeah. It's going to be shit popping off for real. Mm-hmm. I hope they can just re- I want them to revitalize North Huntsville. Yeah. Like, me too. Let's get some dope Bougie ass black shit. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for a North Side Renaissance. Until those people start showing up. <laughs> you know who the fuck I'm talking about. We can't have nothing. Right. That gentrification shit is real. Everywhere. Like, Alright, this is one thing that did bother me. It's semi political, but it's not. I'm not waiting in anything deep. Uh, Tim Scott, you know who Tim Scott is? Uh uh-uh. uh. He's uh, a Republican senator from the state of South Carolina. He is also the only black Republican in the Senate. Okay. Like, and he's black, black. black okay. Black, black, black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Michael Black's in black? Or... Yeah. Okay. But he's also like... Uh, he's is he from the, South Carolina? Mm-hmm. He's one of the Republicans that... He'd be on some bullshit sometimes. But he's one of the black conservatives and Republicans that would be like I don't think he's a sellout I wouldn't call Tim Scott a sellout but he was, he's introducing this thing to where he was trying to revitalize uh, urban communities with development and then so somebody responded they were like well who do you think gonna get these grants and shit is just open the door for gentrification that way some young uh, millennial upstart just so you know, like, we all know what what picture mm-hmm. we got in the head. Mm-hmm. Can start up a, a community development. Mm-hmm. And they're going to put a Starbucks in that. Right. And that Target. Shit, yeah. <laughs> that shit is gone, baby. Gone. Now she's gone. You watch Insecure? I didn't. I just canceled uh, HBO Go. Damn. <laughs> Not thinking that Insecure and uh, what's the new show? 
it's another black. Oh, random acts of flyness. Yeah, I, I probably will. Man, I might add HBO again tonight. Yeah, I watched it last night. I I rely on my HBO Go for everything. Like I had it for the longest, and I just like after Insecure went off, you just quit watching it. Yeah, I watched those Harry Potter movies. I use it for Game of Thrones mostly, but then Insecure definitely made me keep it. What do you think about? Well, I mean, I know you don't watch Blackish, but what do you think about the creator leaving Blackish and Grownish for Netflix? What are they gonna do on Netflix? Start up a whole another one, or start up a whole another set of projects? Cause you know, Chandra. So who gonna take over? Um, you know, Chandra Rhymes, uh left ABC also. Yeah, didn't isn't she about to develop a series for Netflix? A couple series. Yeah. It's not just like one offs. It's like multiple series. So I wonder if the blackish person is going to be in cahoots with Shonda. Or do you think they're going to have their own shit or what? I think they're going to have their own stuff and it's going to be they're trying to develop as many projects as possible. But um, I think Netflix is the perfect avenue for young black creators. Even though they're not young. But Shonda Rhimes, they said got a hundred million dollars. Hey, that uh, speaking of legends, right? <laughs> <laughs> shit, make that money, boo boo. That's some legendary shit. And they said Kenya, uh, I think it's Kenya Burris. Hmm. He's uh trying to get a six figure. I mean, not six figure, eight figure. Damn. Eight, eight or nine figures. Damn. Whew. What the fuck does that even look like? <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> does that shit go direct deposit or what? <laughs> okay. Bruh. They got to deposit that shit in, in increments. Bruh, if I ever made that much money, that shit would be crazy. I would go crazy. I would, I would straight up go crazy. But yeah, I think the idea that we, that there are avenues now that you don't have to go through uh, the gatekeepers and you can go directly to having your content up and going directly to the consumer is amazing. Like I was watching all about the Robinsons on Netflix, which is a Rev Runs show with his wife. It's pretty much a Runs house without their actual kids. Mm. It's a story of a rapper who's a legend and he retires and he's his kids are into music and stuff. But the idea that they created a series came to Netflix with it and Netflix said, all right, let's put it up. Right. And that's why Netflix is as diverse as it is and that's why they're killing the game. That's true. That is very true. And then now it's like critical darlings are coming out of it. And It's the best thing for a creator, especially ones that are usually shut out of do- certain doors. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. If, uh, Aziz hadn't done Master of None, we never would have got introduced to uh, Lena Waite. True. Who is coming out, who has the shot, and is coming out with the Kid Fury uh, yes. show. Yes. And Come she, through, Kid she Fury. She won an Emmy for screenwriting. I don't think 
many women had even won that, especially many openly gay women mm. talking about their experience. Openly of gay black women. Yes. Talking about their experience specifically to their community. That's a lot of marginals. Right. Like, and then. And then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's dope. It's a shitty time to be alive, but it's also a dope time. To be it alive. is. It's a lot of revolution. Balance, my nigga. All power to all the people. Mm. Next time on the Black <laughs> Awareness Hour. Hotel Hour. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in today to suburban pod if you would like to follow me on twitter you can find me at curvy brown girl and you can find me at a kid named juice some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey battle you can follow him on soundcloud at djc battle new episodes available every thursday